Good morning, Squatchers, and welcome to Expedition Sasquatch, the premier podcast for the seekers of truth and all y'all that want to see Bigfoot dead. And, uh, look, I don't have time to do the full intro today. If you don't know what's going on, then go and listen to our last episode. This is part two. All right. From our last episode, just a little recap, just to bring everyone up to speed, kind of like good old Dale Jr., know what I'm saying? I am currently in Florida. I am hunting, but not Bigfoot, a different being, a ineffable horror known as Mickey Mouse. I'm camping on an abandoned island within the Disneyland Resort area. Most of the locals here in Florida have taken to worshipping that Disney rat as if it were a resident deity. This is unsurprising because that Disney rat was created when foolish occultist Walt Disney imprisoned an ancient trickster god in a celluloid tomb. That about wraps up the recap, which means I can get right into the new stuff. So, uh... Well, shit, y'all, I might not be up for this one. Uh, Since I arrived on Discovery Island, things have been what you might call fluid, bouncy, inky, maybe obfuscation. Uh, It is incredibly disorienting here. What I mean is that all of the trees on this island are dancing rhythmically to a music that I cannot hear but which I can feel in my bones. Everything around me has taken on a rounded, shiny, grotesque look about it. Everything bounces in rhythm. The handles on doors run away from your hands as you try to open them, reappearing elsewhere, slinking and sliding as if propelled by some horrible force with a terrible sense of humor. I feel a deep penetrative blackness where my normal darkness would be something penned as if it was my soul rewritten but anyhow I think based off of the rhythmic dancing and the inky blackness that now encapsulates all of my awareness that I have been cartooned I ain't never been cartooned before, and I don't have the training or the preparation or the experience or the proper equipment. So I'm just bouncing with the music. Part of the story. I can feel myself transforming. I haven't found a mirror, and I don't need to. I know what will look back at me. My reflection will hold something much, much scarier. I'll see a large, ape-like humanoid with enormous old eyes and a mean, grizzled face. No, not the Sasquatch, listeners, no. For that would be too kind, and also a little on the nose in the form of cartoonish irony. In the rat story, I'm afraid I am doomed to play the part of Pete.
This is a pre-recorded segment that has been inserted into the episode. Jimbo asked me to clarify that at the start of the segment. He said it was dang confusing in the last one. Why did you write this down on a card for me to read, Jimmy? Anyhow, uh, good evening, Sasquatch Hunters. This is Jack here with a news bulletin from the Spider Wars. If you'll recall, I summoned an ancient race of spider people from the depths of the earth to bring about the dissolution of the United States government. And I did this using an ink made from the ashes of Ronald Reagan's bones, which I exhumed personally. This is a crime for which I have been pardoned. Digging up the bones, I mean. Also, stellar tomb. Digging up bones. I think that's as much as I can say without being hit with a copyright. Um, Anyhow, no one from the government knows I'm responsible for the spiders. Unless they listen to this here podcast. And if they listen to this here podcast, they're probably not really from the government. You know what I mean? Anywho, I have an update in regards to the spider war. Ashburn has fallen. If you ain't especially familiar with D.C. geography, good for you. Ashburn is a city on the edge of the D.C. metro. According to Jimbo, it's where most of the world's internet traffic happens. He said it's U.S. East 1. I don't know what that means, and the designation sounds important. But apparently the spider folk have made camp there, and they have taken over most of the... um, Jimbo called them Data Center. Now, I don't know what a data center is, but sure enough, there's spiders everywhere. The internet is barely working, and the entire population of Ashburn, Virginia, has been relocated. Apparently, they just up and moved to the San Francisco Bay Area. Good riddance to the lot of them. That's the only update I got today, folk. Keep fighting the good fight, spider people. Hi, I'm Josh. I'm the voice of Jack on this podcast. I wanted to take just a quick moment of your time and thank everyone who has supported us so far. We really, really love making this wacky little show, and we get to do it because people are buying from our sponsors, and they sponsor us directly, and they purchase our merchandise. And today's episode is sponsored by our friends over at Georgia Mountain Coffee. you got to look them up. Find them online at gamountaincoffee.com. They roast the coffee up there in LJ, Georgia, and it's fantastic. I like I cannot oversell how good it is. I like to grind my own beans and add a little nutmeg and stuff into it. It's fantastic. It's you gotta try the squonk. Don't worry about what the squonk is, just try it. Anyhow, enjoy the show. Howdy listeners. <laughs> I am attempting to explore the strengths and limitations of this cartoon form in which I have been imprisoned, but it defies all logic. I am incredibly strong, stronger than I have ever been in my life. Unless it would be funnier that I am not. I can, in small, limited ways, bend the world around me to my will. Unless it's funnier that I can't. 
I have not seen the rat. But I did find a, well, a, a steamboat. I found a steamboat. And I think I'm supposed to board it. There's a voice in my head singing along about getting on the boat. It's, the song doesn't have any words, it's just a melody. But the melody means get on the boat, Pete. Get on the boat, Pete, 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 Pete. And I keep trying to tell the melody that my name is Jack, not Pete. But the melody, it just gets louder and louder, ricocheting betwixt my ears, replacing my name with his. Get on the boat, Pete. Get on the boat, Pete. So I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get on that boat, but I'm not going to get on that boat as Pete. I'm getting on that boat as Jack. I am Jack. Jackson QRST Sinclair, the world's most adept hunter of cryptids. Soon to be Slayer of the Squatch. And I brought a flamethrower. So I'm bringing that on the boat. And I'm going to take out this rat one way or another. Hiya, listeners, it's me, Mickey, and I just wanted to take a second to remind you all to pray to me, and to worship me, and most importantly, to fear me. I know you want the silly little Pete to beat me, but that's not how the rules work anymore. It's my world. I'm going to split Pete in two, and I'm going to eat his bones with my soup. Mm. Listeners, I made it to the boat, but it did not come without cost. My flamethrower laughed at me when I got on the boat and then spit out a bunch of flowers. I even heard it made a kazoo sound. I don't know any flowers that make kazoo sounds. I hate being a cartoon character. Or was it a slide whistle? I am not a musician. You cannot expect me to be able to discern a difference. Regardless, I am on the boat, I am dancing with the rhythm, and we're heading through the swamp to a destination unknown. The boat, it has a face, and it keeps winking at me. And I'm not sure if it's one of those from across the bar we saw you kind of winks, or if it's a you look delicious and I'm going to devour you kind of wink. I am at a loss of what I should do. So... I'm just uh, standing here at the wheel of the winking boat, and I am scowling, because that's all that's left for me. In my mind, what remains of me is, is crying. But if I feel my face, there are no tears, just a scowl and a sneer. In my mind, I am terrified, but, well, all I can do is stand here and speak. And dance to the rhythm. And so that's what I'm doing. The music 
isn't just in my bones anymore. It's not just in my head anymore. It's not just swaying in the trees anymore. It's in the water. It's in the earth. It's in the boat. And I know the song. I've heard it millions of times. But I don't really know the song. I don't know where it comes from. Or what it means. It sounds so happy. I just want to give myself over to it. But I can sense another presence here in the swamp. Something ancient, but not the rat. It is something else. And I think... I think this something else might be... anchoring me. I think I might be safe. Hi, it's me, Josh, again, the voice of Jack. We're looking for sponsors, so if you're interested in sponsoring us, visit newlj.tv backslash sponsor for more information. Thanks. Well, listeners... This is going to sound a mite fantastical, but I swear to you every word of it is true. And I'm going to recount the events as I remember them. I'm going to then recount events as they were told to me by the medical personnel who has been attending to me until very recently. And I might throw in a few details from the members of law enforcement who are also attending to me until recently. And then I'm going to make some speculations about the future, which should be quite fun. As I stood there on the boat, my body covered from neck to nuts in thick black fur, my mind slowly ceding its agency into the will of the cartoon, I slipping deeper and deeper into the inky black, was overcome with joy. I can't explain it. Honestly, but I felt at peace, and 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 I felt more serene and harmonious, more powerful than any other thing like it I've ever experienced in any time in all my years. And out in the distance, on the shore, that harmony, I, it, it drew my gaze to see a short cartoon rabbit. And he spoke to me, but not with words. It was like a text message, you know, but it popped up in my head. It was a title card like they use in silent movies in my mind. It said, You are not Pete. The mouse does not control Pete. Pete is with me. And uh, then I passed out. And when I came to, I was drifting through the Everglades on what appears to be a motorized raft made out of several logs that were strapped together. And near the control box, a sign said, Property of Walt Disney World Incorporated, which uh, I have since been informed 
was just a disused fairy from the Tom Sawyer Adventure Island at the center of Magic Kingdom. Now, I swear to you all, my loyal listeners, the family I've always wanted, that that fairy from the Tom Sawyer Adventure Island was once a majestic steamboat. But when I came to, it was just a stolen barge, and I was no longer a cartoon. There was no rhythm with which for me to move. There was no more music. And I was incredibly weak and tired. And I drifted in and out of consciousness until the raft eventually ran aground. And I gathered my things and I strapped on my flamethrower and began a slow, trance-like shamble towards what I hoped was town. And the next memory that I have is waking up here in this hospital while some policemen quietly explained to some concerned citizens that there are basically no laws in Florida and that they weren't going to book me for trespassing, that any destruction I caused was clearly self-defense, and that it was actually a requirement in Florida State Constitution that all citizens brandish a flamethrower in public at least once per quarter. And technically, the term castle law comes from the magic castle at the center of Disneyland. So, you know... I was in the right place at the right time and doing the thing that I was supposed to do from a Floridian litigation perspective. So, I'm good. The officer then offered me some bath salts and seemed confused when I refused them. I'm more of a bar soap guy. I don't know why he even offered that. Anyhow, according to the hospital staff, I wasn't ever a cartoon And according to them, Mickey Mouse isn't real, and Walt Disney has been dead for decades, and I inhaled uh, too much swamp gas and hallucinated the whole escapade, etc., etc., vis-a-vis. But that don't explain the videos. And they showed me the videos again, and I looked real close at them, and I could tell it was just a man in a um, Mickey Mouse costume. But I swear, it looked different before. According to the nurses, they were going to bill me roughly $1.2 million for my overnight stay in fluids, you know, distributor cap, plugs and wires, etc., etc., standard at fare at any hospital, and then they put me on the street. One of them told me I should get my new tattoo looked at by a professional. She said it looked infected. See, uh, this was confusing, partly because I thought I was with professionals, and partly because I ain't got no new tattoos. I don't even have old tattoos that I can remember or see. <clears throat> but I rolled up my sleeve and there it was, as clear as day. The head of Oswald, the lucky rabbit, and under it, several sigils of protection. Listeners, something is a foot, A rabbit foot. A lucky rabbit's foot. Anyhow, I ain't really sure what it is, but I think humanity may have just found itself in the middle of a war between two ancient reality-warping trickster gods. And if I had more time, I'd absolutely stay and document as much of this as I can. But the situation is not developing concurrently with another situation, which, you know, I have to prioritize. I gotta go. I gotta get the hell out of Florida.
See, someone done found evidence of a Sasquatch in the hills around Rich Mountain, right up the road from my dang old house, spitting distance from my backyard. So I gotta get home as quick as I can. But whatever is going on with Mickey and Oswald will hold for a few more days while I resume my hunt. They can duke it out with their tricks and trickery and mayhem. I mean, it is Florida. They've done more on less and definitely had worse than a couple of trickster deities duking it out over territory. But Sasquatch waits for no man. So, until next time, folks, I am Jack, the Squatch Hunter, and one day very, very soon, Squatch Killer. Good luck, good night, and happy hunting! <laughs>this has been Expedition Sasquatch. We will return in a week or three to continue hunting Bigfoot. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find a small selection of Expedition Sasquatch merchandise in the new LJ Television store. There's a link at the top of our website. Visit ExpeditionSasquatch.org for more information. This episode brought to you by the Georgia Mountain Coffee, GAMountainCoffee.com website. Expedition Sasquatch is brought to you under a Creative Commons CC by SA 4.0 license. It was written by Andrew Roach and voiced by me, Josh Allen. Our theme music today was The Charleston, performed by James P. Johnson in 1923. It's one of the most famous songs of all time, and this is the original recording. Stick around after the credits and listen to the entire thing. You can find more Expedition Sasquatch at ExpeditionSasquatch.org and catch our TV show from New LJ Television at NewLJ.tv.
One, two, three, testing. One, two, three. One, two, three, testing. This is... <coughs> oh, fuck. It's possible time. Oh, God. Hip, hop, hip, 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 hop.